You are listening to Mountain Bike Radio. This is the Apex Nutrition Podcast. I'm Ben Welnack, and with me is Apex Nutrition, <laughs> uh, Kelly Jennings. Uh, she, in case you are new to the show, um, she knows everything about nutrition. <laughs> That's about it. Um, and I'll let her uh, talk about it. But we have an interesting topic. Uh, it's pretty simple, but yet pretty complex because it seems like a lot of people have questions about it. Like, you know, I'm traveling or I need a quick food or can I go just go to the grocery store and pick something up and what should I do? So, yes. Kelly, tell us what you're going to be talking about and uh, tell us what we should do. All right. So this topic is 10 regular food options for training fuel. Um, and the reason that I did this in the first place was because, for one, even still and historically throughout my biking career, I haven't always used like the um, training fuels that we talk about so much, the gels, the bars, the drinks, whatever. You know, it's no secret that I uh, have done a homebrew for my drink for a long time. But even beyond that, you know, there's there are normal regular foods you can pick up at the grocery store that might save you a lot of money and often feel kind of better in digestion um, that we'll talk about. And I'm not saying that all of these are super healthy because along the lines of training fuel, you do need foods and some of them are healthy. I'll tell you, but some of them, you do need foods that digest easily. I'm not going to tell you to load up on all kinds of fiber right in the middle of your three hour um, ride or whatever, because you do need fast and efficient digestion, something that doesn't make your gut work too hard. Um, it's very much the opposite of what you need in day-to-day nutrition, where we do want all that high fiber, all the high-quality whole foods. Um, but these training fuel options are just things that you can find at your grocery store. So um, in, you know, early on, when I was in college with, uh, like, zero money, and there's no way I was going to spend a dollar for a whole dollar for a gel. Like, these came in handy then, and I found that they worked great, and I still use a lot of them. So that's what we'll talk about. All right, cool. All right. So I'll run through these, and Ben, if you want to throw any in and your experience that have worked well, great. Yeah. Uh, so the first one is Fig Newtons. I used these a ton early on, and um, they, you know, you get a lot in one package. They're usually for two Fig Newtons. You get about 20 grams of carbs, if not more. Um, and there's a lot big variety on the quality you can get. You know, you can get gluten free now. You can get um, organic Fig Newtons. You can get the ones where it's like a dollar for the package and there's like a hundred in there. So um, with Fig Newtons, it's basically all simple carbs. You get figs in there and then, of course, the breading. And it's an easy carb source. The only thing um, with them is that sometimes if you're not drinking enough, they, they are a little bit dry. So um, you want to make sure you're drinking enough while you're eating them. And there's not a lot of sodium in them. And with that will kind of be a theme in this. Anytime people want to use normal foods, one of the benefits of sports training, a lot of fuels anyway, is that they have some sodium or other electrolytes with them. So it's something to look at. And we just did a, um, a show not too long ago that talked about your sodium needs and how to break that down. So as long as you're aware of where you're getting your sodium and that you're getting enough, then I think all of this is fine. But keep that in mind as we go through. Mm-hmm. So Fig Newtons. Next one, our natural ingredient fruit snacks. Um, and I'm not saying you have to go and get the ones that are organic and that cost as much as a gel each. Um, but I trained forever on fruit snacks. <laughs> um, they're, they're just very much simple, easy to chew. You know, you, you think of all the chomps and the... Um, the different 
fuels that have come out that are that are really a lot like fruit snacks that you ate as a kid maybe. Um, but these usually for one packet, they're easy to travel as well beca- and keep in your jersey pocket because they have their little packets. Um, but usually for one packet, you'll get about 15 grams of carbs. Um, they're pretty inexpensive. You can get the ones that are, um, are, are naturally flavored and that sort of thing. And I do recommend that you avoid high fructose corn syrup when using these. Um, and, but overall, these are an easy way to go for 15 grams of carbs. So a lot of times these can be your hour to hour fuel. Um, an even better adult version <laughs> real, real licorice. A lot of my clients use real red or, um, black licorice. And again, these are going to be a good source of carbs, not much else. So for just seven small pieces of real licorice, you'll get 15 grams of carbs. But also the nap substances in real licorice often, um, are kind of anti-nauseous, nauseants. I don't even know anti-nauseous. Is that even? A, yeah, I don't even know I if that's a word. Yeah, yeah. Anti-nauseants. There's nutrients and there's anti-nauseants. <laughs> so where do you when you say real licorice? Where do you find them? Like oh, okay. I don't even know like where you go to find that. Where you find the really good quality chocolate, usually you know the high percentage cocoa okay. chocolate. Okay. Look on the top shelf. A lot of times there's real licorice. If you're at a specialty food store, they'll often have it like as their candy, you know, like a, a health food store. Yeah. <laughs> so candy section, real licorice. Yeah. So most times you're going to be in, in reach of like a, even just the, like a regular health food store or something like that. Yeah. Or if not, like a, most normal grocery stores now will carry this in there, okay. you know, that little small section of, of the good quality high cocoa chocolate. Um, and that, that was one of the points of all of these. And, you know, I live in a, in Colorado, I've been told by clients who don't live in Colorado that I make some assumptions about what is in their grocery stores and what isn't. And it is different, you know, from one region to the other. And I guess I am a little bit spoiled with a lot of the things that are normal, you know, run of the mill grocery stores are carrying anymore. But, um, but one of the points of this list was that you could go into your, whatever you have, Safeway, Kroger, whatever you have. And find most of these. So, so without having to go anywhere special. Mm-hmm. Next one. And this one, uh, it does not really cheap, but I'll put it out there. Coconut water. More and more people are using coconut water as their drink of choice. Um, definitely not inexpensive. Um, and I do have a recipe that we can put the link on to, to add a little bit more carbs. You don't need much more. Um, and also to add some sodium to make this like up to par with a good sports drink that's going to give you everything you need. Coconut water does have a good assortment of electrolytes, but a lot more potassium than sodium. Um, but it's easy to just add a little bit of salt and a little bit of carbs. I usually use juice in this case um, okay. to, to make it a great sports drink. So, but with that, you have to keep in mind that this is relatively speaking, it's not expensive. Yeah. Not compared to like, it might be expensive to compared to like, well, compared to my homebrew drink, it well, is. Well, yeah, yeah. And but compared, compared to, to like a like, cheaper one. Yeah. But right. compared to a boutique one, not, it's not. So, um, so yeah, that's a good option for, and a lot of people love it and feel great on it. And, um, yeah, it's an easy one to, to just add a little bit to, um, number five, and I use these a ton and I'm always, I'm always a little embarrassed when I'm in a store and someone knows what I do for a living, especially if they just, they don't think of me as a sports nutritionist, but just a, a nutritionist. And I'm buying those, um, those packets of cheese crackers. <laughs> oh, the orange ones. <laughs> oh yeah. But there are some that are better than others. I will tell you that you can look on the ingredients list and Is find it peanut butter or not. No cheese. Oh, they're it's actually like... cheese in the middle. Not because they, 
Is that the same brand that sells like the, they have peanut butter in the middle oh, yeah. too? Oh yeah. Those yeah, are okay. all there, you know, and they're like, some and of those are everywhere. Oh, oh yeah. You can find that at a convenience store and they're, they're like glowing. Some of them are like glowing orange. So I try <laughs> to look through the ingredients, you know, and you can find some that, um, that don't use a lot of the junk ingredients. And especially if you are at a health food store, they would have their own brand, but even at the grocery like store. dye number glowing. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. You can find some that don't have dyes, and, and those are going to be the ones that you're like, why isn't that cheese bright, bright fluorescent orange like the rest of them? So they'll usually be a little bit lighter, and um, they don't always have high fructose corn syrup or even trans fats anymore. I, You know, even some of these simple things. Um, Do they have anti-nauseants? They have anti-nauseants, yes. <laughs> cheese whiz in the middle is an anti-nauseant nutrient. Mm-hmm. No, you will be surprised if you ever carried these, okay. how good they taste three hours in to a six hour ride there. I mean, I talk about a lot how every three hours or so on a long ride, um, you want like a real food, something well, when you think about it, they do have like, you know, the crackers are generally something that does settle down your stomach a bit, but just the sodium, like just eating something that's not sweet at that point is awesome. And I've used, I mean, I've, I've done, used these for like 15 years. I, and they're awesome. And, you know, I have, I have recipes as well. My, um, bacon rice burritos are something I use a lot. Um, but this is kind of what I go to when I just don't have time to get everything else together. We do have a bag of these in the back of our pantry that we grab out whenever we're heading out for long rides and we just haven't made all the other stuff that I, that I like to make. So they are pretty awesome and you can give that a try and they have, so they have carbs. They don't have a lot of other stuff. They're not super high in fat usually and they're not super high in protein, but they have carbs and they have a fair amount of salt and they taste really good during a long training ride. Hmm. Okay. So next one is honey. I talk about honey all the time. So this isn't a surprise to anyone. Um, you can get honey sticks. I do have a, a handful of clients who will use like a flask that you can get for a gel, use honey in it, add a little bit of water. Now you can't, store honey with a lot of water added but you know just for a training ride it's not going to hurt anything and some salt added to it you've basically got a natural gel in a flask and if you like honey then it's a great it's a great way to go the good things about honey is it does have anti-nausea for real because it has natural enzymes in it that help you break down foods in your stomach um it also has a lot of antioxidants that are helpful to you but it's usually considered a very easy to digest substance um, and it has glucose and fructose in it, like other sugars. So, um, so it's a good carbs that you can get down a lot. For a tablespoon of honey, you get 15 grams of carbs. Okay. Numbers. And I mean, you can get a pretty big container. Again, that's something that seems expensive, but it really, it's not. Right. Compared to a gel, for sure yeah. not. You know, and, um, with honey, there are a lot of differences in quality, for sure. Um, the ones that are raw or organic generally will have those enzymes that I talked about intact. Whenever other ones, at, um, you know, just like your generic honey at the store, often those are heated to a, a pretty high heat that kills a lot of the stuff. So um, you still will get the carbs. But as far as the, um, the, the natural benefits of honey, you do want to go for raw or organic as much as possible or local, something that you know has been not heat treated. Gotcha. All right. So the next one is um, salt. So this isn't really a food, but I've talked about it so much. It, this is an easy way to add sodium um, where you don't need to buy a pill necessarily. For just one twelfth of a teaspoon, you get 200 milligrams of sodium. So if you, whenever you're looking through this list, if you know you need more sodium than what you're going to be getting from some of these things, it's really easy to add salt. And it's usually not detectable in um, 
in whatever you add it to whenever we're talking about one twelfth or even one eighth of a, a teaspoon for how much you get of sodium. So, you know, we, a lot of times athletes look for all these different ways to get sodium by super expensive drink or, you know, pills. And I, for one, just don't love taking pills while I'm riding. It's all right. But if I can have something already in the foods I'm, I've planned and I'm eating, I always find that much easier. Gotcha. And you can get free packets at the deli. That's, you know, yeah, there you go. Um, we, we just talked to, um, we'd mentioned this before, just did an episode with Scott Thigpen who did the tour divide and it was hilarious to me that we figured out a way to make his entire sports drink from like things that you could almost still from like little, you know, not still, but like sugar packets and salt packets, things that any little restaurant or, you know, convenience store was really what we were going for would have. And salt was definitely one of those. All right. Next one. Fresh preserved or dried fruits. So I'm not huge on, you know, a lot of people use bananas or other fruits out there. I'm not huge on using the fresh fruits just because I think, I don't know, my mind, mostly, I guess, because I've come from like a place of doing long, you know, long endurance stuff. Just the the weight and the volume of it doesn't make sense to me for how many carbs you're going to get. And I guess I've never had an aid car going, helping me out. So maybe that's the issue. But, um, I, I think there is a good place for a lot of dried fruits. And I learned something the other day was that dates, I generally think of fruits, you know, being high in fructose and, and fructose is great as a carb source, except that for one, it does, it tends to restore your glycogen levels in your liver first, which is fine. Um, except for that's not in your muscles. So it's, it's not as direct of an energy source for your muscles. And the second thing, it can be a little bit hard on your stomach. So generally the thought is, is that having glucose and fructose is much better than just having fructose. So I'm not one who usually has people just load up on just fruits. But something I learned the other day is that dates actually have a high, like a high content of glucose and fructose, like a 50-50, which is really surprising to me as a fruit. Figs are another great option. Um, tried apricots, raisins are super easy. So as long as your other fuels, your drink, that sort of thing are, are based on glucose, it's not a bad idea to use some fructose too. And lots of athletes use and love, um, these sort of fruits that are dried or even like the baby food. Now that there's all those squeezable pouches. And that's, that's what I was going to bring up is now that I've had a little baby, I know <laughs> that there is a ton of these pouched foods out there and so if you don't know what it is go to the baby food section and you will be shocked because if you you don't have a kid um you're thinking baby food comes in these little jars and they've come up yeah yeah exactly (laughs) some random stuff mashed like together yeah they've come out i don't even know when this started it seems like a fairly new phenomenon like two years ago yeah yeah and like basically what they did is it's all kinds of vegetables and fruits basically like applesauce in in packages yeah mango like mango Mango, carrot uh beet and sweet potato apples bananas spinach yeah perfectly preserved in a great little sized pouch you know a little bit bigger than a gel because it's not like super sugar concentrated it's natural but um yeah it's amazing what you can get in those and they're tasty. It's not like gross stuff anymore. <laughs> right. And right. So it's made a million dollars off of doing those. And, um, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, in a, if you're traveling or in a pinch or need some food, um, 
Just go, like, you can get some for, you know, generally they're probably, you know, between 99 cents and I would say under $2. They, it seems like most of them are under $2. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and a lot of them will be two servings. So you can mm-hmm. use them for two hours. You know, it's not just for a one serving. Yeah. So. And even if you need a meal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get two of those and you add some, like, pistachios or something like that. Um, that's another one I go to is pistachios. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a good, you know, meal on the road kind of thing. Yeah. You know, filler. Um, yeah. And I think nuts by themselves aren't super great as a fuel, but with things like you're talking about or with your yeah. other fuels, it's great. And I mean, they're so healthy. And one nut, I didn't, I didn't even put that on here. So I'm glad you said it. One nut that's really great energy wise is cashews because they're high in copper and copper is just a good energy um, mineral and an antioxidant. So yeah, for a long term, you know, for an hour, you don't really want to carry nuts, but for six hours, absolutely. Anything yep. you can have that's savory and helps you is, is a good thing. And I just, you know, when I'm doing that, I always consider, like, all the other times. So, like, if I'm going to go, for example, Breck Epic, uh, stage race, I only did three days, but, you know, having, I did Transylvania earlier in the year, seven days, six days, whatever. You're going to be gone a lot. You're going to be eating a lot. And mm-hmm. most of the time it's off the bike. Right. So you go to the grocery store. If you don't make a list, here's what happens. You may, you don't make a list. You go to the grocery store. You walk in. You're like, holy shit. I don't know what to get. Yeah. And you're tired and you don't want to be there probably. Right. And yeah. Uh-huh. Right. So you need to have, you know, a little bit of a plan. But when you do that, you still are going to be like, oh man, I want this and this. Cashews, pistachios. Um, I like, I like anchovies, uh-huh. but a lot of people you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, anchovies, uh, uh, what's the other little fish I'm thinking of? Sardines. Uh, yeah, sardines. <laughs> um, yogurt. Yeah. Um, all this stuff in like convenient packages, but yet yeah. it's like pretty good. Yeah. And durable. Durable have- is a key too. Yeah, exactly. Travels well. You know, it's very important, like psychologically too, to kind of be comfortable with your food. If you end up eating a bunch of stuff that you're not used to eating and you're like, oh, is that going to settle okay for tomorrow? You know, it kind of plays into the whole mental aspect of training too, or racing whenever you don't know how food's going to affect you. It's it's not the time to be like really, you know, ambitious and um, experimental with your foods. Yeah. Sorry. So I cut into your your list there, but that's great. Go ahead. Okay, so another one, and this again is for longer rides or even for tours that are day to day, is beef jerky, um, or turkey jerky or whatever you want to use, whatever you're comfortable with as far as meat. But I'm I'm fine with a good whole, like a natural, good quality beef jerky. These don't have carbs. They're probably the only one on the list, maybe besides for nuts that we just talked about that don't have a lot of carbs. Um, but they're it's great as far as a good sodium source, a good protein source. It doesn't have a lot of fat, so it doesn't end up staying in your stomach too long. But in combination with the carbs you need, and this would be something like that every three hours sort of thing. Um, and it's light. It's easy to carry. It doesn't go bad. All those things. Um, the, only, the only question I have with beef jerky is that's something you need to kind of look. It seems like you kind of need to search around to find something that's not like... Like you Slim Jim? <laughs> well, yeah, and third ingredient is monosodium glutamate, and right. there's a whole list of just crap. Right. It's just like any other meat. Whenever you choose to be a meat eater, you have to take the responsibility of um, 
being choosy and looking and seeing what all is added into your stuff. And the great thing about beef jerky compared to other meats is you have a label and you can look and there's really good ones and there's not so good ones. So, you know, like here we have Coleman's natural foods and they're going to be a good source of beef jerky. Um, have you seen the perky jerky? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I've, so the whole story behind that is some, some guys like accidentally spilled their Red Bull. <laughs> oh, really? Beef jerky. And yeah, and so they, um, so they came up with, and that was, I, I can't remember if they were rock climbers or what they were doing, but some athletes, um, and they, they found that they really liked the combo of the taurine, which is the amino acid in Red Bull, the taste of it with the beef jerky. And so they made this beef jerky and it has a little bit of carbs added to it, I believe, plus taurine, plus beef jerky. Sounds crazy. Obviously not like this whole food. So I'm not trying to say that in this case, but they don't have a lot of the extra junk added into it. You know, that this, I think it's salt that is the sodium source. Um, so you do have to be picky and that, that stuff actually tastes really good. It's very interesting. Um, it's, uh, it is very interesting. And, and, but you can tell it's like a, they market it as a premium beef jerky too. Yes. Yeah, so you really, can tell. Yeah. It's, it's not hard to chew was the thing I felt like, my gosh, it was like melt in your mouth beef jerky. And so yeah, it was very interesting. It was, um, yeah. And any of those ones that you really, you're going to pay a little bit more for them. Um, but that's another great recovery option too. If you need options for these, um, you know, multi-day tours and you need something right away afterwards, that's going to, you know, give you some protein. That's not a bad way to go along with a source of carbs. Um, if you want to buy that ahead of time. So yeah, we're not talking about those like processed slim Jim sticks or whatever. Um, you, you want to be a little bit choosy with beef jerky, but it is a good, a good thing. And most people who do, you know, like a full day long, of riding and then have to wake up the next day and go again. We'll tell you that beef jerky tastes pretty good if you're a meat eater anyway. Yeah. And you, and, and again, you have to keep in mind here. It, like if you don't kind of look at it this way, um, that this stuff might seem like you go look at bag of beef or uh perky jerky, for example, $6. I don't even know what the price is. Say it's $6. Mm-hmm. You're like, damn, that's a lot. But you have to consider the stuff you're buying. If you go into a store and you're going to buy a Cliff Bar for $1.50 and you're going to, even a dollar, and you're going to buy, you know, go into the bike shop and spend $12 on eight gels, seven gels. Yeah. Um, you really have to keep things in perspective that real food isn't really that expensive. No, and remember those Fig Newtons that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, you can get, you want to go, yeah, you want to go there, you can get the cheap ones and it's like $2 for a package of them. Like a hundred, right? So right. like fifty yeah. servings yeah. for a couple dollars, and then you add that to your beef jerky, and it's looking like a pretty good deal. Right. So, so yeah, it's all in perspective. And the next one, and we kind of touched on this, is sweet potatoes. So I have a few recipes for uh, sweet potato fries that that we'll have um, mashed sweet potatoes. So I've done this on a few really long rides where I just baked a sweet potato, mashed it up, added some coconut oil. I love coconut oil and sweet potatoes, um, and some salt put it in a baggie, and then it's kind of like a gel. And that has been one of the things that I've been right there along with my bacon rice burritos that has been awesome in a long ride that I've really liked the taste of. Um, and all those things, salt, the carbs and sweet potatoes, which are long-lasting carbs, all the antioxidants from it, plus coconut oil is like an all-star team for fuel, in my opinion. So um, so that's an easy way to do it. But the other easy way to do it, if you were all about, you know, just being able to pick up things at the store, it would be the, um, the baby food packages of sweet potatoes. And I wasn't really on board with that as much as clients telling me they were using it. That wasn't my great idea. 
Um, but I have lots of clients who use the, the sweet potatoes from those little pouches. So that's a great way to go too. Hmm. Um, one and thing I, I was going to say with those packages too, I forgot to mention some of them have screw tops. Yeah. So you can reuse them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they can be two, like two hours worth instead of just one. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny that after those came out, a few gels came out with the screw tops. Like they were following that marketing uh-huh. trend yep. for them. Um, one thing I didn't mention is the, uh, the packets of peanut butter. Those don't have carbs, but along with nuts, same sort of thing. You can find a hazelnut butter, cashew butter, almond butter, peanut butter. That Justin guy made made a fortune off of peanut butter putting it into packets. Um, but that's something I use a lot too. That And that they're not super cheap, you know, and if I just use my own peanut butter in a little packet, it'd be much cheaper. But they're very convenient. And a lot of times, again, for that, like every three hours of a long ride where it's good to have something a little bit more substantial um, with some sodium so it's not just always sweet and um, that sort of thing. And the whole thing behind that every three hours substantial thing is on long rides. And we're not talking about races where you are just grabbing whatever, you know, and, and getting it in you as fast. But we're talking about like long adventure rides. Um it kind of keeps away that hollow feeling in your stomach. And what happens with nausea a lot of times is it stems from your stomach being empty. That you are just, whenever you give yourself training fuel, that those fuels are designed to leave your stomach and get into your bloodstream within like 10 to 15 minutes of when you eat them. So there's nothing staying there. And, and when you're riding, you certainly don't want too much staying in your stomach. That's the whole point because things that stay in your stomach too long, like if you ate a big buffet meal in the middle of your ride, um, they can cause cramps. They're not getting to your bloodstream. So they're not giving you energy. And they're also diverting blood flow from your legs to your stomach in order to digest. Cause now your body's got this huge project of not only moving your pedals, but now digestion. So there is a happy medium though, where if you every three hours or so give yourself something very small, like a half portion of what you would normally eat, a half sandwich, a half little rice burrito, a something, it can kind of keep away that hollow nausea feeling but also um, not cause the cramps and then have give you long-lasting energy as well. So um, a few comments on this is that you want to consider. One, ease of digestion. Again, we don't want a huge amount of fat unless it's a coconut oil or a medium-chain triglyceride. We don't want a huge amount of fiber, um, things that are fried, things that you just know stay in your stomach too long. You don't want those. Bacon. Um, go ahead. Bacon. Bacon is interesting. <laughs> bacon jerky. They make bacon jerky. Exactly. Bacon, you know, you think, oh, that's a long-lasting one. And, and the bacon rice burritos, and that's the other link I'll give you, Ben, is I do also have my five top recipes. So those aren't things you just go and get at the store, but they're very easy, you know, five-ingredient quick recipes like what I've just talked about, like Dr. Lim's rice um, rice cakes. Th- those sort of things are, are a great option as well. But when we're talking about convenience, these other ones are, you know, just grab and go. Um but with the bacon in the bacon and rice burritos, it's a, it's actually a very small amount of bacon. Get y'all excited that the dietitian's telling you to eat some bacon and then it's only like a little bit, but it's enough to make it taste great and kind of give you a, a little bit of sodium there. Um, and that's another one where you have to be responsible and get a good quality, not the cheapest 50 cent, um, bacon mm-hmm. as well. Okay. Um, ease of carrying. That's one of those things, you know, bananas are great. I don't find them that easy to carry. Um, so you just want to think about like, where are you going to place it? Is it going to get smashed? How's it going to do when it's hot outside for three hours and it's been in your camelback or whatever you're carrying? Um, that sort of thing. Price. Now this has had a huge variety of price. Some of them are super frugal. Some of them aren't as much, but again, in perspective, like we've talked about, all of them are probably a pretty good deal. 
um, ingredients. Even though some of these, yes, I'll admit the cheese crackers are out there as far as quality, you know, super healthy ingredients. Um, but still, even within those, like I said, you can go in and try to find the big things that you want to avoid. Um, I usually try to avoid high fructose corn syrup, um, dyes and colorings as much as possible, um, and um, trans fats, um, partially hydrogenated oils. So if I can avoid those, and then I, I you also have to keep in perspective this is not your whole day-to-day life of eating. You, I'm not telling you to eat cheese crackers like on your normal day. This is for when you're out for eight hours and you want something that's um, like a sandwich that's easy to eat that you didn't have to make that's, you know, on your way to the ride. You can grab real quick. Um, so look at those ingredients. Still try to do your best to have good quality ones within them, but there is some flexibility. And then the right nutrients. We talked about you want carbs, mostly. Um, and then the, every three hours or so, you know, it's good to add in some more protein and some sodium and something that tastes not sweet. Um, but you don't want huge amounts of fiber necessarily or huge amounts of fat. So you want the right nutrients, too. And any anti-nauseants you can get. Yes, anti-nauseants. <laughs> awesome. Yes. One question. Yep, yes. I do have one more question. You brought up the Red Bull, dipping beef jerky in Red Bull. Um <laughs> What do you think about that? What do you, th- without Red going Bull. into, yeah, without going into a whole, you know. Yeah, other, that'd be a good show. Right, right. I mean, that's oh. something I found, you know, that's not something I have all the time, but mm-hmm. like, cause I kind of, mo- like I'll have, you know, I've been having two cups of coffee, two of these big cups of coffee, like throughout a whole day. Right. Yeah. But, you know, if I'm like, man, I'm just sick of coffee. I just don't want this. And I'll be like, eh. Red Bull looks good, you know, especially yeah. out, you know, if I'm doing like a, like I said, I always use a stage race example because it's like to the extreme, right? So it'd be right. like a weekend out, you know, riding, like a camping, riding, whatever. Right. Is it like everyone kind of, kind of got a bad, uh, bad rap? Yeah. But looking at it and looking what it is, yeah, it's not bad. It's not that bad. And I don't have a huge problem with them, to be honest. I don't think that you should set yourself up in training with a lot of Red Bull where you can't replicate it in a race. That's one thing to think about. Mm-hmm. Like you never with coffee either. Day to day coffee consumption. You want to make sure that you, if you go out in a race, you've kind of set up your, your foundational needs for caffeine when you drink coffee. And so if you can't replicate that before your race or, or during, you are going to be operating at somewhere below your, your, uh, oh, what's the word? Your, your kind of like your threshold of what you need every day. So that is something to keep in mind. But with caffeine, then a double-edged sword again, where if you do have more than you're used to, you can feel the positive effects of it. Those things stimulate your brain. Caffeine can make you feel like you're putting in less effort than you would feel otherwise for the same amount of work. Um, and, and Red Bull doesn't have a whole bunch of junk in it you know like you compare it to something like a monster drink or something like that that has loads of um sugar Mm -hmm. and really high amounts of caffeine Mm -hmm. red bull doesn't really have either of those things and then it's big claim to fame is like the taurine um which is an amino acid that it claims you know boosts a lot of stuff energy and gives you wings right yeah um so that's their thing and you know the same with the five hour energy you can't find a ton wrong with them when you look at them um, cause I've tried cause I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's kind of a neutral <laughs> thing. It's not like eating like spinach that you grew out your back door, right? but, but it's not, it's like, 
within this conversation, yeah. it's acceptable. And, um, the, I've used Red Bull definitely on, on, you know, mine hasn't been stage races, but like, let's say like, uh, the, the last time I, well, one of the ones I remember where it distinctly helped me was, um, the Cocapelli trail in two days. And, um, unfortunately for me, it happened to be the last of my fluid for that day too. Um, and you know, it's in the deserts, you know, going from Fruta, Colorado to Moab, Utah. Um, but definitely it, it made a huge difference where, you know, using caffeine where you think you're going to hit a wall can be a good strategy. Um, I've used it in longer races and in that case that, and, um, yeah, and it definitely comes through for you. In about 15 minutes, it's usually in your bloodstream. And it makes a difference whether it's all placebo and in your head or not. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it's not. It, it works at the muscle level, too. You know, and so the, the, the only problem I have with Red Bull is I have a hard time digesting it just because of the carbonation. Um, like, after drinking that with carbonation and getting... It doesn't feel so bad while I drink it, but right when I start pedaling again, I can usually feel that in my stomach. And carbonation can uh, delay digestion, a bit of that. Um, but other than that, yeah, I don't have a huge problem with it. I'm not, and I'm not telling you to drink it every single day. You know, we're talking about a, a specific context here mm-hmm. where caffeine and, and Red Bull can really help. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. A lot of and good information there. Um, <laughs> a lot of good thoughts. And I'm sure, you know, if you listen to this and you have maybe, you know, there's something that you, get when you're in this situation like going to the grocery store for like maybe a weekend trip or you're traveling or like you know you need something for a ride and you're out and about whatever shoot us an email post it on facebook page anything um just let us know yeah i'd Um, love to hear what other people do it's not all about what i think of people bring me ideas all the time right and you probably you probably yeah you probably (laughs) taken this whole list from some uh, all your other people at some point right take Um, credit for it and charge people yeah exactly exactly. (laughs) so all right cool Thank you, Kelly. Um, yep, thank you. Thank you for everyone for listening in, and that'll do it till the next episode. So, thank you, and see you later. See ya.